0: good morning hello bonjour my people how are you doing today oh wait did i turn on the mic oh yeah yeah it's all So how are you? Over here, I'm good. I'm not gonna lie. Well, why would I lie? I'm doing alright. I would actually be... (laughs) Let me tell you something. Couple things. I'm supposed to be like resting today because supposedly I'm coming back from Atlanta. Um, where I've seen my friends and I've had a lot of fun, except it didn't happen, okay? Remember last time I said that my passport was not, like, had expired? Well, (laughs) um, all the papers were ready, right? I I did the procedure for an emergency passport. And, um, you know, they gave me an appointment to come on Monday. Like, oh, yeah, you know, come and bring your papers and all that stuff. And uh, I did that. Except I met a racist bitch. And I (laughs) mean, bitch. And it did not go well. Um, She refused to take the papers. She refused to process my um, request. And, yeah, she was like, the last cog in the machine and that was where it broke for me. So I did not get to travel um, three days later. I did not get to see my friends. I did not get to enjoy this very special time with my girls and my boys. So yeah, um, yeah that's a little upsetting. Well more than a little but you know that's what happened, so you got to deal with that. And my mom arrived. My mom is in Paris, so yeah, that's, you know, that's a good thing. I got to see her. I went to, um, we had lunch, and we spent, um, you know, we spent some time together. She's at my sister's um, with the baby. And I'm not going to tell you all everything about my life. But um, yeah, she was here today. She was here at my place um, yesterday. Today, um, she's coming back tomorrow. So we're going to spend a little bit of time together. And that's nice. You know, that's, that's, that's the other side of this. So I didn't get to see my friends. I didn't get to um, also do some of the business stuff I was planning to do. While I was while I was over there in Atlanta, but I got to spend a little more time with my mom. You know that's uh, that's nice too. In the update category, or you know the other thing I wanted to talk about is how many times a month do I post over here? I don't know. You know, I was, I was a little hesitant. I was like, okay, do I do once a week every Sunday or do I do every other Sunday? And, um, I'm just starting, I'm trying to find the rhythm, you know, that not only works for me with my schedule, with the stuff I'm trying to do over here, I'm also trying to make some money, you know, (laughs) I'm trying to, I'm trying to work. Um, And yeah, you know, I have projects. And so yeah, there's that. And um, also trying to be also, you know, have a regular presence. Because I'm trying to do this, not just to, um, it's sort of a commitment to myself. It's not just to. Just just with, I, I'm not trying to like kill time over here, right? Um, that's not at all what I'm trying to do. I'm really trying to um, talk about some things that are important to me and that I feel are or could be important to the community or even, you know, just start conversations. And, and like I said, in, that, in the very, like, the, I was going to say the first episode, but it's not the first one. It's like episode zero while I was introducing the concept of the podcast um yeah I'm trying to get another voice out there talking about things that are important for the community so I'm thinking maybe um I'll do every other Sunday that way I get a little bit of time to actually maybe um research some stuff because, um, some of the topics I really want to talk about are stuff I will need to spend a little more time, um, researching, but also I need a little time to actually get things done for myself and not like be rushing through things because yeah, when you try to be everywhere, you really know where, so we're not trying to do that. So that's the other thing. And in terms of updates, that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the important stuff anyway. Now, let's move on to the main topic today. And today we're talking about passing. And I think Um, I may change this later, but the title I was thinking about was, um, Passing the Intersection of Privilege, Survival, and Respectability Politics. And we may actually get into Desirability and, hmm, you know what, let's keep that for the end. Okay, hold on one second, miss. One second. Did you know that this show was sponsored by me and my Patreon? Yes, baby. You can support me by going to my Patreon. Well, first go to my website, that's ftnpod.com and at the top, you'll see the Patreon button and then you click on it and you can donate from $2 a month. Just $2, baby. On Patreon, you get exclusive content you get to pick, you know, vote on um, future topics. I mean, you get to see a little more of me, right? That's that's something, that, right? Right? I mean, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. But anyway, um, yeah, join me on Patreon and support me. Because, you know, this is a one-woman thing. I edit. I do all this stuff. I host a website. And all of that good stuff. Why wow, wouldn't you support me, baby? <laughs> n- n- let me not do that. Let me, let me stop. Thank you. Thank you for your support. I think the part about privilege and survival are pretty easy to understand. And, and actually, they're pretty closely related. But I'm, I'm going to try to go through them again. Um, very quickly. Um, Y'all know that we live in a transphobic world. I mean, I don't need to like get into that. Like, (laughs) I don't need to go real deep into that. So it's pretty easy to understand that in order to, maybe survive is a big word in some cases, but in order to just live um, peacefully. Actually, no, survive is not a strong word. In order to survive in some spaces, because that's something I do know about, um, it's best if you are not perceived as a trans person. It's best if people assume that you are cis. And that's the privilege part, that's where privilege and survival collide, is that in some spaces the privilege of being perceived as a cis woman will grant you access to spaces where you will not get killed, <laughs> essentially, or where you will not um, be in harm's way. Um, I used to um, I used to live in an area that was like that was really bad, and being cis assumed, I got to um. I got to come home sort of late and instead of being attacked, um, well, I could have gotten attacked in in another way, but um, I wasn't, um, when the dudes were hitting on me, I was not like, oh my God, like, I'm not going to die, right? It was more like, I hope he doesn't think he can go any further than just talking to me. And um, yeah, yeah, that's that's the privileged part. Instead of, of of getting assaulted, instead of getting um, insulted, also by people, I'll get hit on, and um, you know it can it can still get a little scary because you know um, I'm not like the biggest person. I'm not. I mean, I'm tall, but um, I'm, I'm 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 not I'm not big. Um, and I was a twig. I was yeah, I really was a twig <laughs> in my um in my really early twenties, so yeah i I was a little scared, but it was not because it wasn't because I was a trans woman of the neighborhood, right, I was just scared like any um cis woman would be scared that does that make sense? I mean, it's still not um, I mean, it's still like being a woman out there. So it still comes with danger, uh, being a, a young woman in, um, in the kind of area that's not really, um, where women are not protected. Um, there's still some, you know, it, it's still messed up, but it's still not as bad as, you know, being identified as a trans woman and having, you know, men running after you with knives and throwing battles at you. That's actually something that happened to me um, but we're gonna talk about that some other time because that's a different context but anyway um yeah what I'm trying to say is the, um, the privilege of being considered or being perceived as cis is also a matter of survival in some cases and in other cases it's just about you know the privilege because maybe um, in, um, when I was going to college, because I transitioned in college, I was not fearing for my life um, when I was on campus. But you know, if I needed something, it was best, or I knew it was best if I was perceived as another girl. Like, I don't know. For simple things, even, you know, the red tape type of things, it's not vital or not not that it's not vital, but it's not, your life is not in danger, but if you don't get what you need, then you may not have access to other stuff. I mean, all of that stuff is pretty, it's pretty simple. Uh, I mean, I don't get, I don't need to um, go too deep, like I said earlier. The part I really want to talk about is the part about respectability politics. And I want to add desirability to the package because that's huge as well. Let's talk about that. Maybe I should define passing first. That's pretty much. That's a hard one. Well, not the concept. The concept is pretty. Um, pretty easy but the word itself is a problem passing is when a person a trans person is perceived as cisgender if people assume that they are cisgender because of whatever reasons maybe their voice um, seems to be more feminine if we're talking about um, or oh, I should say stereotypically feminine. If we're talking about a trans woman, for example, um, their looks are considered feminine. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not very complicated. The issue is more. With passing, it's the idea of passing for something that you're not, and that's where it gets a little weird because. Um, If I'm a trans person, if I'm a trans woman, I'm a woman, I'm a type of woman, and I'm not trying to pass as a woman. I'm just a different type of woman. Yeah, it's problematic vocabulary, but it's the one we have right now. I hope we come up with something better though, because if you have something, um, if there's something I'm not aware of, um, leave it in the comments or let me know. you know send me something on social media i'll I'll be glad to look at this cuz i'm looking for ways to move away from that vocabulary because it's shit you know so anyway we know what passing is we know that it affords a trans person privileges that are reserved to cis people in general so that's that's one thing but what about the other stuff I was talking about earlier? What about the respectability? What about the um, desirability? And I first want to say that this is not a matter of statistics. Um, I'm just going to talk about stuff as I've experienced them, as I've observed them throughout the years. Um, so here goes. I feel like, listen, I said I feel, right? Okay, I'm just, I'm just saying. But anyway, I feel like um, when a person is perceived as a cis, a cisgender, when a person has um, cis-assuming privileges and people find out that they are trans, it sort of gives legitimacy to their transness and here's what I'm here, here's what I'm talking about. When some people, some cis people who know nothing about transness see a trans woman and see that, you know, she has some stereotypically masculine features, you know, the jaws, the hands, the bone structure. And they're like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know that, you know, they, they're uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable and they express that in different ways. Um, that is transphobia anyway, like all the ways are transphobic, but, you know, that's been, that's not really what we're talking about today. But when they see a trans person that they, they think is feminine, a trans woman, that they think is feminine, that they think is, I mean, for lack of a better word, believable in their minds. I'm I'm really talking about that specific point of view. Then suddenly they see the transition as legitimate. So here's, like personally, here's how, here's what it looks like. As a young trans person, A young trans woman um, because I'm really trying to talk about trans women in particular here but as a young trans woman because people assumed or people did not always realize that I was I was trans when I let them know somehow they assumed that um, well, it's obviously for medical reasons, right? Obviously, there must be some some type of um, I don't know, hormonal imbalance here. Obviously, this person is a natural, <laughs> is a natural whatever that means, um, a natural trans person. They are not perverted like these other ones over here that make me uncomfortable. It's. Like, it's quite perverse, it's quite, um, it's, it's still transphobia, it's still um, a denial of femininity for trans women, or womanhood, I'm sorry, for trans women, but it's more like, hey, you're one of the good ones, you are acceptable. You don't make me uncomfortable because you look like what you say you are supposed to be. That's one thing. The other thing is that people would assume because they saw a feminine appearance and a more or less feminine voice because, you know, my voice is not the best, but anyway um, it was still um, coded as feminine they somehow assumed things about my, my makeup. They assumed that um, I was, um, yeah, they assumed something about my, um, my genes, about my hormones or hormone levels. And they also assumed something about my surgical status. As in, I cannot imagine this person having a penis um, in this feminine um, body and, or this feminine perception, presentation that I see before me. So even if she's been on hormones for like, <laughs> I don't know, six months, um, I am assuming somehow that, you know, surgery has happened because only the masculine ones, the masculine-looking ones Um, who are perverted of course Um, only those um, have the type of surgical status that I am not interested in it's weird it's um, it's a lot of assumptions based on based on looks based on outward appearance and why I'm talking about respectability here is some trans women play into that. Y- y'all know y'all do. Y'all my sisters, but y- y'all do. <laughs> y'all do? Um, I, le, hmm. I may have perhaps, I don't know, perhaps, perhaps, I may have played into that. Not necessarily because of, um, because I believe it. But because you know sometimes you're trying to somebody's to is somebody's in front of you with a platter and um <laughs> privilege is on that platter and they're like, Do you want some of this privilege? Would you be like, Oh no, hell no, give me the bad treatment. <laughs> no. I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm not trying to educate you today. All I'm trying to do is get through this day. All I'm trying to do is, I don't know, I'm at the post office and I'm trying to get this package and my papers have not been changed yet. So, because I've only been, you know, transitioning for like under a year or something. So, yeah, I'll I'll take the privilege. I'll take that perception of me that you have in your mind and uh, I'll let you have it now give me my package though cuz I need to get the hell out of here bitch yeah that's 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 what I'm talking about so yeah the other um, side of that is of course that people and specifically trans women because you know this is the FTN podcast, fam. trans and noir, black trans women. Um, the women, the trans women who are um, perceived as having more masculine features tend to be more, um, you know, regarded as perverts and, and they receive the perverted men treatment, right? They are not respected as legitimate trans people and some some of us um in the community because i mean i was saying this you know like playing into the the privilege thing i was talking about that a little jokingly but on the other side on the flip side of this is the part of the community where um well, we don't respect people who um who are not 100 percent or um, who who don't look like we believe they should look. And when I say we, I'm, not, I'm really not talking about myself here because I don't believe that shit. But there's this thing like, oh, well, you're not a real one because, first of all, you don't naturally look such and such way. And then, um, or you don't naturally look or sound such and such way and you're not trying to look or sound such and such way that's messed up that's that's deeply messed up and i wish that the few of us um, who are on that mess that we stopped um i do have an idea but i think we're going to talk about um we're going to talk we're going to talk about the, the, the people who think that way a a little a little later maybe not on this podcast because um because it gets into some other stuff like you know there's the trans stuff and the like the, i mean the, there's other stuff i play and i know y'all are gonna come for me but it's okay um we're still sisters though right um we still need to talk we still need to exchange you know not exchange ideas but yeah i mean as as long as we don't hurt each other, as long as we don't hurt other people in the community, because that's important too, right? You can do your thing, you can have your beliefs. That's, I mean, that's cool, but we don't need to be hurting other people in the community, but so, yeah, that was the flip side. And I think that leads us right into the desirability part so if you're not only seen as a as a cis woman, but a desirable cis woman, that absolutely amplifies everything I talked about earlier. So like you're really um you're really legitimate now. Like if we're talking about there's this model, um she's a French model. Her name is Ines Roux in French. Um, Ines, I-N-E-S. Last name R-A-U. She's absolutely stunning. And uh, she's a trans woman. Like, when you look at her, I mean, I don't, I, I haven't seen anybody call her a demon <laughs> or any of that shit that we hear when the person is a little, you know, less, um, fuckable. Should I say that? I don't know. Um, while I said it, sorry, but, or perceived as fuckable. Um, it's not, it's, it's just different. It's just like, oh, but you know, know." I mean, things change. You know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) I know you do. I mean, when I'm, trying like actually trying to look good and i enter a room and i see the way the niggas look at me (laughs) i know it's different like even when they know right i know it's different from what they expect right and the way they would treat another trans woman who maybe would not look as uh, for lack of a better word, I mean, that's fuckable um, to them anyway. I mean, that's really what I want to insist on. That's when I'm talking about these, these things, I'm talking about these points of views. I'm not saying that it's what I agree with because I don't. But yeah, I'm talking about um, perception and the way we experience things socially. And that's extremely important. So yeah, the desirability or fuckability affords more, um, more grace, more um, understanding, um, forgiveness. I don't know, like people are less mad at you for being trans somehow or they understand it a little better. <laughs> I think all of that leads us to two things that are, are um that are dangerous for us as trans women the first one is some type of is the creation of a hierarchy within the trans community where you have the women who quote unquote pass um at the top well not really well they up there but those who n- both past and are desirable are at the very top. And then other people at the bottom. That, yeah, that, that's not, that's not cool. And that's also trying to, um, I don't know, It's it sort of redefines transness as something that is, um, as something biological, and not just social, it's it's really trying to bioessentialize transness in a weird way. That's not making sense with all the different gender expressions that we see. Um, it's trying to um, fiercely fit into the binary, and um, and disqualify people who are legitimate just because they exist, so that, that's, that's the first thing, but it also, I think, normalizes or incentivize, incentivizes, 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 you know what I mean, whatever, um, it pushes people <laughs> to um, towards plastic surgery, and not just, I mean, not that plastic surgery is bad, but I'm really talking about the back alley underground um, disgusting shitty procedures that people have at the hands of folks who are not qualified. That is scary and that is unfortunately very normalized and um, I sort of get it when people um, when people are, uh, when people want to go through procedures because if they're um, dysphoria, But when it's because of the pressure to pass, then it's something else, right? It's not the same type of motivation. It's not about being better in one's skin. It's about being what other people expect you to be. That's a completely other story, completely different. And I'm really not interested in that part. Anyway, I'm going to end here because I don't want this to be too long. If you have any questions, comments, remarks, attitudes, direct them to the comment section wherever you are um, listening to this from. And yeah, um, join me on Instagram, join me on Twitter at FTNPod, and um, you can... Email me, that's contact at ftnpod.com. The website, of course, is ftnpod.com. If you want to support, I mean, you can start with a review, baby. <laughs> baby, stop with a five-star review. Um, tell your friends, share this episode, share the podcast. It's free, 100% free. And if you have some extra coin, you can go to the website again that's ftnpod.com at the top you'll see a donate button or and also the patreon button you choose whichever you like you can donate once or you can donate through patreon regularly and I will appreciate absolutely everything you can um, send my way to support so um, I'll talk to y'all in two weeks no wait Over here, I'll be over here in two weeks. But I'll be on Instagram and Twitter. I may not be posting every single day, but you know, I'm there. And uh, send me some messages. Don't send me any type of, you know, disgusting shit. I'll report you and I will block you. (laughs) We don't have time for that. But yeah, be friendly, be nice, be cute. And I'll do the same back. Anyway, thank you, everybody, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye.